Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello and welcome everyone to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today's show, in a way, is about coming out of the psychic closet. In fact, we've titled our show, Is Being Psychic Out of Your Comfort Zone? We'd love to see many more people feel comfortable about being psychic and having and enjoying their psychic lives, not just by themselves, but with each other. It's not until we truly embrace our psychic life that we can experience the richness and joyousness of life. It's one thing to say that everyone is psychic, but most people don't know what that really means. So we'll begin with what we mean when we say that everyone is fully psychic. Even you. Yep. (laughs) As you've probably heard us say many times before, that psychic means of or pertaining to the soul. Guess what? We are all souls incarnating in these physical bodies. So that's what we mean when we say everyone is already 100% grade A psychic. Now, since a lot of people believe that if you were really psychic, you'd be able to read their mind or accurately predict the future or get verifiable information from spirit of the deceased that you couldn't have possibly known in the more traditional ways. Although some souls can use their innate abilities to do any or all of those things, not all souls are interested or committed enough to hone their soul abilities in those ways. It's like saying that anyone can learn to play the piano learning uh, using their soul abilities. But unless you're interested and committed enough to learn to play that particular instrument well, you just won't. Your psychic abilities are not just about seeing or talking to disincarnate souls or predicting the future or knowing what someone else is thinking. Spirit is limitless and eternal. As a soul, you have a limitless cache of varying abilities within you. As with all abilities, they are just abilities until you learn to develop them. And as an eternal and limitless soul, do you think you'd want to squander your profound abilities on playing parlor tricks to impress people or even manipulate them? No, that's what your ego might want to do, but not the real you. And some of you will be even restricted from doing these things, <laughs> karmically speaking. Someone asked the Dalai Lama whether he saw auras and such, and he laughed and said he didn't, and that he was never good at things like that. Does that mean the Dalai Lama isn't psychic? Of course, the Dalai Lama is a great soul and a great psychic. But he may not be interested in developing that soul ability in order to see people's auras. Yet, you better believe that he sees more clearly than a lot of people. Seeing auras is just one way you can learn to see more clearly and deeply, but by no means the only way or even the best way. The best way of seeing is different for each of us. But today, we're interested in you coming out of the psychic closet and being able to talk freely about being psychic, which of course means being an immortal soul with anyone is that out of your current comfort zone do you daily talk with people about being psychic about psychic abilities about your spiritual life and interests like people talk about what movie they saw last weekend who won the super bowl which dress they're going to wear to the party or what political what the political situation is (laughs) i'm using my psychic abilities to see who's playing the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's uh, next week or... No, it already happened. <laughs> uh, that would be a uh, psychic hindsight. <laughs> yes. Well, I always said my my best 
psychic ability is retrocognition. Hindsight <laughs> is twenty twenty. Uh, yes, right? I always see clearly what happened ten years ago, <laughs> especially in my life. So yes, I do talk about psychic stuff all the time, and and people tend to tell me, well, but Michael, you're different. You can afford to say you're psychic or ask others about their psychic lives because you can read auras, see spirit, and all of that. Yes, but what makes it easy for me to talk about all of this is not because I use certain of my soul abilities in the ways that people think confirms that I might be really psychic, but because I own being spirit, a soul a spiritual being. See, I know I'm not this body. It's it's like saying I'm not the car I'm driving. I'm the driver of the car. I'm the owner of the car, but not the car. And it's like that for me, being a soul. I've always known I'm spirit because I've been aware of being before I had a body, before I was born in this life. And having been dead five times, <laughs> I also am very aware that I still am after my body keels over. Yeah, and then I come back in this time, but when I'm dead for sure, <laughs> I, I'll be laughing at everybody, okay? So, you can party when I drop dead, Uh don't get so sad and, and you know, whatever. Uh, of course, some people are going to be really happy when I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we got rid of that guy. Okay. Well, and I don't feel that I have to prove that I'm psychic by doing psychic parlor tricks. Just like everyone else, I'm good at a very few things and lousy at many, many more, and average about most things, right? That's the way we all are. People tend to have this strange notion that, you know, if you are tremendously capable at one thing, you're tremendously capable at everything. But it's never true. Yeah, you take a, you know, you could be a math or a music prodigy, but not be able to tie your own shoelaces. Mm-hmm. Or be very awkward in social situations. Or you could be gorgeous and smart, but not very good in a thousand other things. It all depends on what we love, what we're truly interested in, in our lives. So, to me, coming out of the psychic closet is really about being more, much more, yourself. The more I become myself, who I truly am, the more my various abilities come out. Being able to be yourself more also means that you don't have to be better than you are. Ah, yeah. To be able to be yourself, you have to let go of competition, of being more than or better than you think you are. Notice how many people out there, or just how many people in your life are constantly in competition with themselves. They're trying to be better, more, you know, more beautiful, more smart, more athletic, more whatever, more psychic even. But now, it's once you let go of, you know, because why is anybody in competition is they feel they're not enough the way they are. They have this image of themselves and it's lacking something. It's not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not handsome enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not old enough. You know, whatever. Not enough. And then they try to be more than what they think they are, thinking they're not enough. Well, you're not great being who you are because you're better than or just as good as someone else that you think is really great. No, you're great just the way you are, right here, right now. You're the greatest being yourself. 
And you're the greatest when you are being just yourself. So I don't go around telling people I meet that I'm psychic unless somehow that's necessary. But I've had some really hilarious encounters when I've been asked by someone I care about deeply to not reveal that I'm psychic during a certain event. Well, years ago, when my older son was in sixth grade, and he asked me to chaperone on an all-day school field trip while we were driving to school uh, to, to catch the bus, the field trip bus, all of a sudden, we, you know, we're talking about kid stuff and school stuff and everything, and, and then all of a sudden he turns serious and pensive, and he says, Dad... Um, I don't want to hurt your feelings or anything. (laughs) (laughs) He was 12. (laughs) And I'm going, oh, here it comes. What's, What's next? And he goes, but, you know, would you not tell any of the teachers or the other adult chaperones that you're psychic or that you do psychic work? And I'm I'm trying not to laugh out loud, and I'm uh, uh, driving along, and I says, "Yeah, okay, uh, I could do that, but you're gonna have to help me out because if I know anything about teachers and you know other parents, adults in general, when they first meet somebody new, you know they they want to have something to talk about, so almost." Invariably, they're going to ask, oh, well, either where are you from or what kind of work do you do? And so, yes, I could, I don't have to say I'm psychic or anything like that, but I'm not going to lie. So help me out here. Um, What do you think I should say if, if somebody says, what do you do? What kind of work do you do? That kind of a thing. How do I answer that without lying? And he kind of thinks about it for a while. And then he brightens up, smiles, and says, I know, you're a minister. <laughs> and yes, I am. And so <laughs> and I was just laughing so much inside because I'm trying to think back at when I'm in sixth grade. And if my parents, you know, if my dad were a minister and a psychic, which one would I rather have him talk about and make it public to everybody else uh, <laughs> on the school bus is I'm thinking, oh, way, yeah, I, I wouldn't have wanted him to be a minister. I would have absolutely loved him to be a psychic, right? <laughs> How times change. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Things flip with the generations. So I'm, I'm going, hey, that's a great idea. Okay, I am a minister. I'm an ordained minister. So that's no problem. I can tell them when they ask me, what kind of work do you do? Uh, I'm a minister. But here's another, uh, you're going to have me help me out with this too, because the minute religion, something religious sounding is involved, that person's going to go, oh, what church or what denomination, what religion are you a minister of? And what do I say about that? And then, my son's kind of thinking about it for a while. And then he brightens up again <laughs> and says, Dad, you're a smart man. You'll figure it out. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so you know, this is I thought of that because ah, it's not about me coming out as a psychic. I, I don't have a problem with that. But my son, as a sixth grader, you know, and that's where a lot of that peer pressure and what's the other kids going to, if they find out that your dad's a psychic, ooh, you know, can he read my mind? Oh, can he teleport? Whatever. <laughs> and, you know, people can make fun of him. So so I wanted to work with him on that. But that's definitely uh, a level of uh, coming out. And can... If, if, your, if your son or daughter were a psychic, or if, if your parents were psychic, ah, and you felt you're not. Well, my son knew he was psychic, but he didn't want to reveal that to everybody else either. It wasn't cool. It wasn't <laughs> cool. 
That was so fun. Being a minister was actually a little cooler or maybe safer in that environment than being having a psychic parent, right? Well, our first break is coming up right now. And I'd like to let you know we'll be in Calabasas in the greater Los Angeles area this weekend, Saturday, February 9th, and Sunday, February 10th at the Hilton Garden in Calabasas. Michael will be teaching two life-changing all-day seminars from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day. On Saturday, learn to realize your soul's worth, psychic tools for loving yourself. Then on Sunday, you'll explore if it's possible to have a love life for the awakening soul and find out how to be psychic and have a lovely, loving partnership. We hope you can join us for this extraordinary seminar weekend. Find out all the details and sign up on our website, events, calendar, section, michaeltamora.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday through Friday to sign up. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with Is Being Psychic Out of Your Comfort Zone? We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Our life takes a series of unexpected detours as we move along our journey. We can choose to accept these detours as something negative, or we can choose to create a learning experience where we can turn a tragedy or unexpected turn in life into something that can help others. To learn more, Tune in to Embrace the Unexpected with host Bernadette Butler. In the program, you'll learn how she and others were able to turn setbacks into positives. Listen live Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Do you have audacious faith for your business? We help you learn more about stepping out on faith to brand your business and yourself in today's crowded, competitive marketplace. Is your marketing plan in order? How do you set yourself apart? Audacious Faith for Your Business with host Dawn Jordan-Jones will teach you the methods that can make yourself and others aware of who you are. Audacious Faith for Your Business is broadcast live every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in and see your hard work pay off. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to reflecting on our question today. Is being psychic out of your comfort zone? And if it is... What exactly about being psychic is uncomfortable, even scary for you? Well, I'd like to share a little story with you about how I, quote unquote, came out of the closet as a psychic. Um, I worked a regular day job for a corporation, and um, I was also in the evening getting my very extensive psychic training for a number of years there. And at one point in the training, we had to go to these uh, whole life expo type of uh, events and sit in booths in public and give readings. It was part of our practices. And uh, the first time I was to do this, I was so scared. And what I was staring at, the picture I was staring at was, what if my boss 
came by and saw me here. And I spent four four of the eight hours in that booth um, worrying about that. And I gave reading after reading after reading because this was part of our training was to learn how to give a reading in all kinds of noise and and with people putting attention on us. You know, psychics are very sensitive and we feel people putting their attention on us and looking at us and staring at us. And part of the training was learning to uh, be able to handle that energy. So about four hours into my eight-hour shift of readings, I came to a realization that, wait a minute, if one of my bosses or both of them showed up at this place, that would mean they would actually be interested (laughs) in psychic and other uh, awareness-raising information. Yes. And I I did this thing called blowing the picture. I let it go, and I was so comfortable and, and felt really good about being there. And also, from then on, it was not that hard for me to tell people I was psychic. And I never really told those bosses... Um, what I was doing until maybe a few months before I left that job and moved on to another one. And they said they already knew about it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, when I was talking about peer pressure, whether you're in sixth grade or you're an adult, peer pressure is, you know, there in society. Well, when I was in sixth grade, I didn't even know the term psychic. I don't think I ever heard the term until I was on 20 years, 19, 18, 19 years old. And, but that didn't mean I wasn't aware of what I was experiencing, right? So when I was in sixth grade, I would have pursued anything pertaining to psychic anything had I known that it's available. Uh, it wasn't available. When I learned what it was to be psychic much later on in terms of the idea It was the validation that I needed that confirmed what I knew to be true, that I was not limited by the limitations of my body or intellect. I was a limitless soul. And being a limitless soul doesn't mean that I could jump off of a tall building and not get killed. (laughs) It just means when this body dies, I will still be. It means that when push comes to shove in life, if I find myself up against that, you know, impossible wall, but I have to find my way through it, I know that somehow it will happen. Somehow it's going to be fine. I know that. And in my life so far, it always has been that way. That's why I like calling our show Living the Miracle. We each live the miracle the more we gain certainty in being a limitless creative soul. You know, even when things seem so impossible, there's no way I could do this. Or there's no way I could do this in this amount of time. Or there's no way that I can do this without way more money or whatever the case might be. And If you don't get swallowed up in that, like Raphael said, if you start to blow those images out of your mind and go, no, that's not true. It doesn't have to be. Oh, isn't that great? When she has that realization after four hours of worrying and she realizes, oh, if my boss has showed up here, that means they're interested. (laughs) We have something to communicate about. You don't have to worry if they're anti, they're not going to show up. Right? Another time when Rafiana went on our first real vacation in about a dozen years at that time. Hey, we don't generally get to take vacations. <laughs> We're on all the time. And it was a luxury cruise from Costa Rica up through Acapulco and Puerto Vallarta and Cabo San Lucas and such ports to the call uh, to San Diego, California. So Raphael pleaded with me before we got on board, please don't reveal that you're a psychic, clairvoyant. That to, we are psychics. Oh, we're, yeah, to other passengers. Because we're on vacation. The minute you say you're psychic or we're psychic, we're not going to hear the end of it. And 
I just want to be a normal tourist on a vacation for a change. I want to just talk about, you know, other things. And <laughs> I said, okay, yeah, if that's important to you, great. I, I, my lips are sealed. <laughs> it lasted <laughs> after we, we get on board, we unpack, and, oh, it's our dinner time. So we show up for our dinner seating at a table of eight, and uh, we like people, so we got the biggest table available so we could meet the most number of people. And so there's already two couples sit- seated at this table for eight. We're the third couple to be seated by the mater d. And as we're as we're uh, sitting down, the Raphael sat down first, and then I was about to sit down. I don't even have my butt on the chair yet. <laughs> and the woman sitting next to me grabs me. I mean, it's like a death grip. Grabs me on my arm where it hurt. And she pulls on me. And her face is practically in my face. And she goes, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> so I turned to, to, I mean, there's no introduction. She didn't say, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you. No, she grabs me. What do you do? And it's intense. And I look at Raphael. Raphael just rolls her big blue eyes <laughs> and shrugs her shoulders saying, forget it, whatever. <laughs> she, she already had to give up her, her thing of, we're just going to be tourists. And it didn't even take five minutes. So I told her that I, I was a teacher, a spiritual teacher, and I, I taught people how to see, how to be clairvoyant, and, and about your awareness and everything. And she blurted out, to everybody at the table, oh, oh my God, my prayer has been answered. <laughs> she had a ton of questions, much to the consternation of her husband, who was, <laughs> I immediately saw, he was, uh, uh, what do you call it, in the secret business, like um, uh, uh, in the communications business that did um, high security, uh, secret Stuff with satellites and all that. And and boy, he just froze and he stared me down. And I thought, oh, how am I going to get out of this? And just then, the ship's second officer, the second person in, in charge of the whole ship, who's the ship's doctor and his wife, is escorted by the maitre d'. They're the last couple to sit on. And we were sitting at the one of the head tables, so to speak. And so they sit down. And as soon as the maitre d' introduces this couple to the whole table, ah, this guy who was really uptight starts charging. And, oh, doctor, and blah, 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 blah. Starts so my wanting, hip, my back, yeah, my, my elbow. Yeah, my back, my elbow hurts. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going, hooray. Uh, the attention's off of me. He's happier. Uh, he's, he'd rather hear the doctor speak than, than some psychic, right? So, and that gave me an excuse to back off. And, and the wife, his wife just, you know, she still wants to talk to me, but she doesn't want to interrupt all, all the table conversation. So, well, then... I'm just giving myself a deep breath and going, thank God, the heat is off of me. There's another grip on my other arm. The the wife from, uh, she's a gorgeous uh, attorney, turns out, from Romania, Transylvania of all places. Uh, and she reaches around Raphael's back, grabs my arm on the other side and says, what do you do? <laughs> While her husband is trying to answer this other guy's question. And I'm not going to sit there and go, well, blah, 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 explain everything. So I just did what I do. I just told her what was going on with her husband and why he was having a little bit of, you know, maybe indigestion or something, uh, uh, nervous stomach, blah, blah, blah. And I said, it has, I'm sure as a doctor, he's got medication or whatever, but it's a really an energy problem. 
And he's got so many people grabbing at his energy. He's just getting kind of inundated. And that's why he's not been feeling so well. And she just opens her eyes and, and she turns around, whips around to the other side and grabs her husband, yanks him down. He's a big guy. She's very petite. And yanks him down, whispers in his ears. And he stops talking and he goes, really? That's very interesting. And he, he addresses the whole table and he says, sir, my wife tells me, just told me what you told her about me. And I must preface, I'm a man of science. I pride myself as a man of science. I'm a doctor and, and, uh, and I pride myself being skeptic. And, but would you mind? Uh, she says you're, you're a psychic and you're, you're, you see things and you're a healer. I, I'm especially interested about healing, as you can probably tell. And so could you enlighten us a little bit more and talk about it? And I'm going, oh, this is exactly what Raphael wanted to avoid. <laughs> but, hey, as they say, you know, what you resist, you become. <laughs> so or you get. You get. <laughs> so I'm laughing. And and now everybody, the, uh, the other person that was uptight is now really uptight because she can't override the doctor and the second officer of the ship when he's asking me to talk about it. So... This is the this is a place which is great. I, I've never had a problem being who I am. It's not about being psychic. If I were a musician, I wouldn't have a problem talking about music. Uh, if I were a gardener, I wouldn't have a problem talking about my favorite subject of gardening, right? So and and I'd like to know about other people's interests in that area. And if they have any questions about it, I would be more than happy to communicate and share what I know. So that's what it is for me to come out of a psychic closet for some of you who get kind of, you know, oh, I don't know if I should talk about that. What's, what's the fear there is, oh, undue attention. Well, I had everybody's attention. Some of it's positive, some of it's kind of tough to deal with. Well, that's part of being psychic, a limitless soul. Every opportunity in life is to learn how to be more yourself instead of shying away from it, instead of limiting yourself and saying, oh, I don't, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not that certain. I don't know anything. Uh, I'm not that good. Blah, 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 blah. No. False humility it doesn't do anybody any good. Yeah, it's a lot of ego stuff, false humility. Humility, real humility, is, is like being a child. A child is being humble when the child is so enthusiastic and says, I know how to do this. I, I am the best at this. And I make this happen. It's really great. They're not bragging. They're not being an egotist. They're just being humble. They're just saying, this is who I am. This is where I'm at. This is what I love. This is what I want to find out. They don't, they don't have to cover it up. As they say, you are the light of the world. Don't hide your light under a bushel. I wanted to mention something, <clears throat> going back to the story about the cruise, which was we had uh, what Michael described was our very, very first day, um, our very first day at the cruise. And we had ten, nine more meals to have with this group of people because they were always the same people at the table. They were assigned tables. And what we did with the uptight guy was we... Uh, we met him where he was in our communication, even though he was uncomfortable with when we talked about what we did. And by the end of the cruise, he actually really enjoyed having us uh, as part of the group yes. and accepted us, which was very cool. And he revealed that he worked with top secret government <laughs> stuff, and that's why he was uncomfortable with us at first. <laughs>
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles. Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. And get ready to soar. Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Today we've been talking about whether being psychic is out of your comfort zone. So, Michael was t- telling a story about our cruise with the uncomfortable people uncomfortable with what we did. And basically, sometimes you just have to give people the space to be uncomfortable with you. That's one of the things I noticed. And after a time, if they see you're a normal human being and you don't act weird. <laughs> you know, I see, I do see some psychics out there who, because they're psychic, they they have kind of an air about them or they they are so sensitive, don't get near me and that sort of thing. Don't, you know. Behave like a normal person, and when you're when you're using your psychic abilities and and communicating with people, own that as well. Own that as as much as you own being a normal person. It's not hiding who you are; it's simply just being who you are. Yeah, and that's what it keeps on coming back to. Remind yourself, oh, just be yourself. Remember, you don't need a PhD to prove. You're yourself. (laughs) You're the greatest expert in who you are. And that's your PhD postgraduate school training is you have a whole lifetime to learn more and more and more about who you are. What makes you tick? You know, what, what are you made up of? What do you love? What's most important in your life, really, inside? Not trying to show off or flaunt something or prove it that you're capable or anything like that. But just when you let yourself truly just be who you are, as you are, you start to find out. That's the only way you can find out who you are. You know, one time when I first came out with my first book, You Are the Answer, um, I got invited to a lot of different bookstores and stuff to speak and do book signings. And one of them was at the old Bodhi Tree bookstore in Los Angeles. And it was probably one of the most popular and almost legendary uh, metaphysical uh, consciousness bookstore in, in that area. And so I was very happy to 
give a talk and everything. And so we go there. It's a full house. Even some of our <laughs> invited guests and friends couldn't get in. <laughs> it was packed wall to wall. And the person at the store who was introducing me got a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> it was the shortest introduction I ever had where she was she was very psychic, very sensitive woman. And she was overwhelmed by the the number of people and the intensity of the enthusiasm. And so she goes, and and I, I, I know she had this whole uh, introduction prepared, but once she got up there, she couldn't handle the energy. So she goes, and, oh, well, here's our author tonight, uh, Michael Tamara, here. <laughs> <laughs> Shoves the, the microphone to me and runs. <laughs> it was, she was so cute. It was great. And uh, again, that's learning to, you know, be yourself no matter what the situation is, then you can always manage because you're not trying to do something you, you're not good at, you, you can't do. No, you just have to be truthful. You just have to be honest with yourself. All right, I'm really sensitive. Okay, great. But I've learned how to manage it. Great. Or I haven't learned to manage it yet. And so, uh, you know, give me a little... Uh, uh, extra time here because I'm doing my best and, and I'll be with you in a second. Whatever it is. Well, so anyway, I give this talk. It was great fun. And we go all over a little bit. And so when everybody leaves, it's after 11 o'clock and it's the store's cleared out. Raphael, myself, and the store person um, who was the, the one who introduced me and he set everything up, uh, was there helping us pack up and getting ready to go. It's getting 11.30, getting closer to 12, midnight. And next thing, I'm at the far back end of the store taking care of my equipment, and this young woman walks in out of nowhere, and she seems a little lost, and she uh, right at the door was the store employee and she goes oh can I help you and she goes what's going on here and she goes oh we had a we had a, a author book signing lecture talk uh, tonight and uh, but that's that was over uh, at the 11 o'clock and and um, everybody's gone home and the woman young woman says oh that's too bad and she goes what was it? Oh, and she she kind of looks disappointed. She turns around. She's about to walk out. And I yell out at her. I said, hey, but the author who spoke is still here. And she turns around and she says, oh, you were the one who's, you were the speaker? And the store uh, person said, yeah, this is Michael Tamura. He wrote this book and blah, blah, blah. And he, it was an amazing talk. And I said, come on in. And she sits down I sit with her and she goes, well, what did you speak about? And I said, oh, I talked about you. <laughs> and that surprised her. What do you mean? You don't even know me. And when she said that, there's certain things. See, I'm sure each, every one of you listening today, when you meet somebody new, you immediately know certain things about that person. But do you let yourself know it, right? Or do you dismiss it because, oh, this person's a stranger. I should know all this stuff. Now, once you say hello to somebody, you have Im first impressions. You have impressions. You intuitively know, oh, this person is having difficulties. Or this person is in pain. Or this person is really a happy person. Or this person a really kind person. I mean... It's general, but you immediately know, sense, feel, see, even hear certain things when you meet somebody, right? And the more you kind of get into communication, the more you start to get to know that person, even if they don't say, I am this and I am that and, you know, I like this and I don't like that. You, you just know certain things, right? And if you give yourself a little space to have that, Oh, when I when she said, what do you mean? You don't even know me. I said, 
no, this is what I know about you. And I proceeded to tell her what I saw about her, where she was in her life, and what she was going through. And that she didn't have to uh, feel bad about that because this was called growth. This was a learning experience. And she was, a, you know, she was a beautiful soul and tremendously bright, incredibly creative, but she just she was, was buried. Yeah, buried in images in her mind that she was down and out, no good at anything, just, you know, have no clue what she's supposed to do in life, all that stuff. And I, I told her she was in some ways similar to me. She was a healer. She's here to help people. The only time she was happy was when she was helping people. And when she's run into so many people who couldn't allow her to help them. And she just, she didn't say anything. She just nodded and listened. I only talked to her for what? Less than 10 minutes, yeah. yeah? And I said, would you like a copy of my book? I'll give it to you as a gift. And she said, I would really like that. So I wrote another little message and as I signed the book and everything, gave it to her. And she thanked me very much. And she walked out the door into the dark of the night. And I went back to packing and didn't think anything of it. Three years later, or three and a half years later, I'm in Los Angeles at a completely different part of town in a hotel and a conference. I gave a weekend seminar. At the end of the Sunday weekend, uh, people bought books and they wanted me to sign them, so I'm doing book signing. And I, all of a sudden, I feel this attention. I look up after I finish signing one book, and I couldn't place this person, but I knew I knew her, and she had a really ragged, chewed-up version of my book in her arms and holding it close to her chest. And she said, I'm sure you don't remember me, but I don't need you to sign anything because I already, you did that three and a half years ago at the Bodhi tree. And then I, I remembered and I said, I remember you. You came in after everything was over and I talked to you for like, what, five minutes? And she said, yes. And I, I tracked you down and I did, I missed the weekend, but I found out you were at this hotel, so I, on the chance that you're still here, I came to see you. And I said, oh, how nice, thank you. And she said, I wanted to tell you the rest of the story. And I said, okay. And she said, first, I want to let you know that I'm living my dream life now, three and a half years later. She said, after you talked to me, my life turned around. And she said, I met the man of my dreams. We now are married and we're, we're talking about having children. But after that, I've always wanted to be a professional photographer. And I had the, uh, after talking to you, I decided I had to go and do that. So I studied it. And now I have a thriving professional photographic business. It's doing incredibly well. And then, uh, and my uh, husband and I are looking at buying that we just found our dream house. So I wanted to tell you that. And I said, that is wonderful, you know, but you're the one who did it. And, and she says, no, because that night when I came into that store, she said, I was on my way home. I already had my suicide note written, signed for everybody else. And I was on my way to my apartment to go kill myself. So that's a very, very important part of what a person who is intuitively um, enhanced, if you will, whether it's naturally or through practices, can do for someone. <clears throat> Sometimes you don't even know when you say hello to that person and um, they are able to really have what you're able to communicate. You know, Michael, uh, because he's very 
unreluctant or very enthusiastic to communicate with people when there's an opening he he gives it but what makes people so hesitant about being psychic in everyday experience and making it what's difficult about making it such an easy topic of conversation it mostly has to do with the person who's sensitive and psychic worrying about the other person judging them and after all the years we've been doing this, we don't really worry too much about that because what we do is intuitively we tune into how much can that other person have my communication and how much communication do I need to give? You don't have to go deep into something like, oh, you've been abused in your childhood and that sort of thing. Just sometimes a hello to who that soul is. If if you're intuitively getting a hit like that and that's going to be an appropriate thing to tell that person, then by all means, communicate it and do it in a way you can see that person can actually receive it. So, you know, some people have a funny picture about what a psychic is, like the Madame Zeldas on the corner. And like I said, the, some of those Madame Zeldas actually are fairly gifted. Some of them are not, and they're con men and women. But, um, you know, you have to use your intuition to, to make to, to sort of uh, eliminate out the ones that aren't going to be for you. So, um, basically, Michael is saying, be yourself and allow yourself to become yourself even more. That's such an important part of this. Yeah, and that experience that I just relate to you changed my life. You know, it's, it's like the simplest thing. You, know, you don't have to do something that's really, you know, big heroic or anything like that all I did was spend five seven minutes with her just talking about what I noticed what I experienced being around her and the major thing that made the difference is somebody saw her and somebody said hello to her someone said hello to her that's all and I was just being myself well Once again, we're coming to the end of our show. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us. We hope you enjoyed it as well. Let us know about your experience of our shows by emailing us at livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Next Wednesday, we'll have some pre-Valentine's Day fun with How's Your Love Life, Dear Awakening Soul? Please keep spreading the word about our show and share it on social media. Remember, too, that we'll be in Calabasas, California, in the greater Los Angeles area this weekend, February 9th and 10th. And Michael will be teaching two powerful all-day seminars to help you along your path of awakening, developing your psychic abilities, and fulfilling your soul purpose. Make sure to check out our website events listing for February and all the details to sign up. We hope to see you there. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.